Hi everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey everybody, welcome back to God's Plan, Your Part. Today we're looking at Deuteronomy 11 to 13. Uh, 11 feels like a little bit like we've heard it before um, in, I believe, chapter 4. 12 is going to talk about how the Lord is going to allow them to have a place to worship eventually. And 13 is about uh, false prophets and devoting cities to destruction. So that sounds like exciting stuff, huh? Mm, No, not. (laughs) So what do you want to talk about, Jenny? I was saying earlier before we started that it, it seems like each section of chapters that we read whether it's each one or every other or something close to that, there's always something about remembering to not follow idols or to not fall into the trap of following idols or the idols of other people. Um, and it just is interesting because it's, it to me is like, okay, there were actual physical idols that they would fall into and, God just like completely detest this, but I think it's interesting for us today too, because we definitely fall into the same or similar traps of putting something in the place of God and being so completely distracted by it that like, this is an actual problem that is very prominent in the life of, of Christians. Like there's always a temptation to put something before God. So as much as it seems like, wow, they just keep saying this over and over again about like physical idols. We have actually the same dilemma, I think, as Christians today. It's pretty fierce, too, because God is not like, hey, if your affections are devoted to another idol, try really hard to turn your affections away. It's like if you hear someone else is serving a different idol, go to that town, find that person, see if it's true. If it is, kill them. (laughs) It's like, whoa, what? Uh, so that is a that is a different sermon than what I'm used to hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so uh, chapter eleven, I wanna I wanna point this out. So chapter eleven is a little bit of like be sure to obey my commandments, like love the Lord your God with all your uh, heart and all your soul. Well, that's another one we keep hearing. We do. We keep hearing it. It's like remind yourself, remind yourself, remind yourself. But mm-hmm. verse eighteen says, talking about the commandments of the Lord, you shall therefore lay up these words of mine in your hearts and in your soul, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be frontlets but between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, talking to them while you're sitting at your house, when you're walking by the way, when you lie down, when you rise. We literally talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really interesting to me because it is basically talking about memorize God's commandments, memorize God's words. Uh, this is still a thing that we can do today. Um, this is why we do the podcast. We don't expect you to memorize the entire Bible, though there mm-hmm. are people who have done it. Um, what we want to do. It, yeah, there really are. How can you remember that much? That seems ridiculous. Um, I'm on the spot. I, I recently read a thing about um, people in Jerusalem from like very strict Jewish cultures. 12-year-old boys can quote most of the Old Testament from memory. But not the whole Bible. I mean, that's a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, but they don't even like this New Testament. <laughs> uh, basically, I'm saying like memorization gotcha. is not something that's not important anymore. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I have been live fact-checked. By a very reliable source. (laughs) Here's something I want to point out. Um, Hiding God's word in your heart feels like an old school command. Hopefully Mm -hmm. you hear me and you're like, no, it doesn't. I do that all the time. That's fantastic. I love that for you. 
Um, I was recently introduced to a study. It's it's not like a fresh study. It wasn't done like this year. But there was a study that was done by the Center of Bible Engagement. Um, and like I read it th- through an article that was put out by Lifeway. Um, and basically what they did is they studied how often people read the Bible and how that changed their lives. And what they found is if you read the Bible once a week, and it, it, it counts like any time you crack open the Bible counts. So if you go to church on a Sunday morning and you read the Bible when the preacher's talking on a Sunday, mm-hmm. that counts for one. Um, one time a week didn't seem to change their lives. Two times a week didn't seem to change their lives. Three times a week didn't seem to have impact. Four times a week universally seemed to have some kind of wild impact on their lives. Mm-hmm. And what they found, now this is like asking people, you know, it's like, it's like a survey. I think it was of 80,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, they said 40,000. I could be wrong. Was it 40? Yeah. Actually, when I said that, I felt like, wait, was it 40? So it maybe 40, it must yeah. have been 40. My, my apologies. Um, it was a survey of 40,000 people basically saying like, hey, what happened in your life? What was reported by those people is that anytime they engaged with the Bible uh, for a, an extended period of time, four times a week or more. Their sense of loneliness dropped 30%. Their sense of anger dropped 32%. Their sense of bitterness towards other people dropped 40%. Their affinity for alcoholism, if it was present, seemed to drop by 57%. Um, Porn addictions seemed to drop by 60%. Um, Sharing your faith with other people increased 200%. So basically, like, a lot of people were interested in doing Mm -hmm. that. Showing having an affinity for discipling other people, that is teaching people to be like Jesus in a meaningful way, went up two hundred and thirty percent. And so it's not like it's not like voodoo magic, like read this book and your life will change, but also read this book and your life will change. Mm-hmm. Um, it is wild because we believe that what we're doing when we are reading God's word is we're like engaging with what the Holy Spirit has laid down for us, and the Holy Spirit helps us understand the words written on the page because the Holy Spirit wrote it. We know that God's word is living and active. It says that in Hebrews. And when we regularly engage with God's word, it does change who we are and it does make us more like Jesus. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so I know sometimes read your Bible every day gets kind of like a cliche Sunday school answer, Sunday school rap, but it is true. You should read your Bible every day. Um, and it's a, it's a significant part of discipleship. So God is introducing this here in Deuteronomy, like hide this word in your heart, teach it to your kids read over it all the time. Why? Because God's word has unique power and we want to share it all the time. So that's the end of my mini sermon. (laughs) Uh, But God's word is super, super important. And when we expose ourselves to it regularly, it is powerful. That is why it gets my attention that so many, um, we're, we're in the United States, not all of you are, but so many people in our culture don't value the Bible anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's scary. Mm -hmm. It's, It's just scary. Yeah definitely weird um something else that caught my attention a little bit um is not only like it's kind of going back to the idols thing so this is in chapter it's the end of chapter 12 the beginning of chapter 13 uh but just to like focus again on that the whole idea of idolatry they as you go into chapter 13 it's as if a prophet or a dreamer of dream arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder um it basically says to just be like very vigilant. Like you need to be on guard to know what is of the Lord and not so hasty to just give in to what's out there. I think there's, what did you say earlier? You said something about like testing the spirits. 
Well, the, um, the footnote in the ESV study Bible for, uh, this is chapter 13, verse 3. Mm-hmm. It says, the Lord uses false prophets to test his people's faithfulness. Signs and wonders when accompanied by false teaching are not from the Lord. Uh, which, is, which is really interesting. So um, I should, I should, I'm just going to read it here. If a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises, this is 13.1, uh, arises among you and gives a sign of wonder and the sign or wonder that he tells comes to pass. And if he says, let us go after other gods, which you have not known and let us serve them, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer of dreams for the Lord, your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord, your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You shall walk after the Lord, your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice and you shall serve him and hold fast to him. Um, and actually keep going, but that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has taught rebellion against the Lord, your God. What, what actually kind of like blew my mind a little bit is that God is going to allow those people to do miraculous things Mm -hmm. to make sure that you are obedient to him. And how do you make sure you're obedient to him? You study his word. Right, right. So, I mean, these two ideas fit together. Like if we are regularly engaged with God's word, it will help us test the spirits to determine like, hey, are you able to do signs and wonders because you're bringing honor to God or are you bringing honor to yourself? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which which actually Moses fell into that trap. He wanted to bring honor to himself yeah. when he struck the rock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's interesting. Well, I guess those are the things that stuck out to me. Do you think there's like a, a year apart that we can kind of pull from that? Because I think it applies as much we... as it seems like an old Man, thing. I could get wound up about this. I feel like I already did like a mini soapbox. <laughs> Um, we are in an age of biblical illiteracy. Mm-hmm. That's why we do this podcast. Actually, I'm very passionate about biblical I literacy. I would consider myself a bit biblically illiterate at times. Uh, the college, the college that we both went to. So we both went to Lancaster Bible College. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both have master's degrees from there. And... In education for me, <laughs> I will not even start to seem like I have a, a master's So in they do a studies. pre-test and a post-test. They've done the same pre-test and post-test. That means they test kids when they come in and they test kids when they leave. They've done the same test since they were founded, I think, in like the 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, people used to get, I believe, like an 80 or a 90% uh, score on their pre-test. No, brother. I don't want to know and they the used, And they would walk out of LBC with like 100% post-test. Because yeah. in the 50s, people were pretty biblically literate. Now people enter with around a 30 or 40%. Mm-hmm. And when they leave, they leave with like a 50 or 60%. That's very um, sad. So biblical literacy is a serious problem. And for me, and I know there's different ways of looking at this, but for me, it's like, man, how do we test the spirits if we don't even know the Bible? Right, right. And so for me, uh, the your part is you got to know God's word. You, you yeah. just plain have to. We talked yesterday about how the hard passages are so important. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked many times about allow scripture to interpret scripture. I don't worship the Bible, um, but the Bible is so important to my daily walk with God because it's how I know who God is mm-hmm. because he's revealed 66 books about himself. And so because we live in an era of, I think false doctrine, false teachings. I think we also live in an era of just like soft teachings that are like not purposely false teaching, but just like kind of lame. The only way we discern what is true and right before God is to know his word. And so it scares me when so many people sitting in pews and chairs and seats or whatever, they have no idea what the word says. And so they have no way to know if what they're being taught is who God is. 
And so for us, man, like we got to know God's word and we got to like represent the truth of who God is because false prophets were a big problem back then. They remain a big problem today. today, And just because somebody does signs and wonders doesn't mean they're from the Lord. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that is crazy to me. Oh, you're looking at me like I should be done talking now. (laughs) No, I meant more like wrap it up. I did have to take a sip of my tea. So that's the your part for today. Know God's word. I know it takes time, but it is time so well spent. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. so well spent because this word is not like any other word. You're not reading a leadership book. You're not reading a novel. You're reading God's word and God's word is not the same. Like it's Mm -hmm. alive. It can do things to you that no other word can do. Um it's very important. So know the word and apply the word to the teaching that you're receiving in whatever, whatever place you are. And then use your wisdom from the word to help your local body to grow like your local group of believers to grow. Don't use it to fight wars with people. Use it to um, grow depth and maturity uh, in the body that you're in. So many soapbox moments today. I'm very (laughs) sorry. This is a serious area of passion for me and you can probably hear that. So um, that's the takeaway for today. We'll be back again tomorrow. Hey, thanks so much for listening to our take on God's word. Stick around and listen to the word uh, on the second part of the podcast. Before we get in there, uh, we just want to remind you, you can connect with us at any time on social media and YouTube at God's plan, your part. Also, we are a listener supported podcast. So if you ever want to help us out with the ministry that we're doing, uh, you can do that by clicking the link in our description. And now here's the reading for today. Deuteronomy chapter 11. You shall therefore love the Lord your God and keep his charge, his statutes, his rules, and his commandments always. And consider today, since I am speaking to your children who you have not seen it, consider the discipline of the Lord your God, his greatness, his mighty hand, and his outstretched arm, his signs and deeds that he did in Egypt to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and to all his land, and what he did to the army of Egypt, to their horses and their chariots, and how he made the water of the Red Sea flow over them as they pursued after you, And how the Lord has destroyed them to this day. And what he did to you in the wilderness until you came to this place. And what he did to Dathan and Abiram and the sons of Eliab, the sons of Reuben. How the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up. With their households, their tents, and every living thing that followed them. In the midst of all the Israel. For your eyes have seen all the great work that the Lord has done. You shall therefore keep the whole commandment that I command you today that you may be strong and go in and take possession of the land that you are going over to possess, and that you may live long in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers and gave to them and their offspring, a land flowing with milk and honey. For the land that you are entering to take possession of, it is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you sowed your seeds and irrigated it like a garden of vegetables. But the land that you are going over to possess is a land of hills and valleys, which drinks water by the rain from heaven, a land that the Lord your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord are always open upon it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And if you will indeed obey my commandments that I command you today to love the Lord your God and serve him with all your heart and all your soul, he will give you the rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the later rain that you may gather in your grain and your wine and your oil. And he will give grass in your fields for your livestock and you shall eat and be full. Take care lest your heart be deceived, and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. 
Then the anger of the Lord will be kindled against you, and he will shut up the heavens, so that there will be no rain, and the land will yield no fruit, and you will perish quickly off the good land that the Lord is giving you. You shall therefore lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, talking of them when you are sitting in your house, and when you are walking by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, as long as the heavens are above the earth. For if you will be careful to do all the commandments that I command you to do, loving the Lord your God, walking in all his ways, and holding fast to him, then the Lord will drive all these nations out before you, and you will dispossess nations greater and mightier than you. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads shall be yours. Your territory shall be from the wilderness to the Lebanon, and from the river to the river Euphrates, to the western sea. No one shall be able to stand against you. The Lord your God will lay the fear of you and the dread of you on all the land that you shall tread as he promised you. See, I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and the curse, if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside from the way that I am commanding you today, to go after other gods that you may not have known. And when the Lord your God brings you into the land that you are entering to take possession of it, you shall set the blessing on Mount Gerizim and the curse on Mount Ebal. Are they not beyond the Jordan, west of the road, the Canaanites who live in the Arabah, opposite Gilgal, beside the Oak of Morah? For you are to cross over the Jordan to go in to take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving to you. And when you possess it and live in it, you shall be careful to do all the statutes and rules that I am setting before you today. These are the statutes and rules that you shall be careful to do in the land that the Lord your God, the God of your fathers, has given you to possess all the days that you live on earth. You shall surely destroy all the places where the nations whom you shall dispossess serve their gods, on the high mountains and on the hills and under every green tree. You shall tear down their altars and dash in pieces their pillars and burn their asherim with fire. You shall chop down the carved images of their gods and destroy their name out of that place. You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way, but you shall seek the place that the Lord your God will choose out of all your tribes to put his name and make his habitation there. There you shall go, and there you shall bring your burnt offerings and your sacrifices, your tithes and the contribution that you present, your vow offerings, your free will offerings, and the firstborn of all your herd and all your flock. And there you shall eat before the Lord your God, and you shall rejoice, you and your households, in all that you undertake, in which the Lord your God has blessed you. You shall not do according to all that we are doing here today, everyone doing whatever is right in his own eyes. For you have not yet come to the rest and to the inheritance that the Lord your God is giving you. But when you go over the Jordan and live in the land the Lord your God is giving you to inherit, and when he gives you rest from all your enemies around, so that you live in safety, then to the place that the Lord your God will choose to make his name dwell there, there you shall bring all that I command you, your burnt offerings and your sacrifices, your tithes and your contribution that you present, and all the finest vow offerings that you vow to the Lord. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God, and your sons and your daughters, your male servants and your female servants, and the Levite that is within your town, since he has no portion or inheritance with you. Take care that you do not offer your burnt offerings at any place that you see, but at the place that the Lord will choose in one of your tribes. There you shall offer burnt offerings, and there you shall do all that I am commanding you. 
However, you may slaughter and eat meat within any of your towns as much as you desire, according to the blessings of the Lord your God that he has given you. The unclean and the clean may eat of it, as of the gazelle and as of the deer. Only you shall not eat the blood. You shall pour it out on the earth like water. You may not eat within your towns the tithe of your grain or the wine of your oil, or the firstborn of your herd or your flock, or any of the vow offerings that you vow, or your free will offerings or the contribution that you present. But you shall eat them before the Lord your God in the place that the Lord your God will choose, you and your son and your daughter, your male servant and your female servant, and the Levite who is within your towns. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God in all that you undertake. Take care that you do not neglect the Levite as long as you live in your land. When the Lord your God enlarges your territory as he has promised you, and you say, I will eat meat because you crave meat, you may eat meat whenever you desire. If the place that the Lord your God will choose to put his name there is too far from you, then you may kill any of your herd or your flock, which the Lord has given you, as I have commanded you, and you may eat within your towns whenever you desire. Just as the gazelle or the deer is eaten, so may you eat of it. The unclean and the clean alike may eat of it. Only be sure that you do not eat the blood, for the blood is the life, and you shall not eat the life with the flesh. You shall not eat it, you shall pour it out on the earth like water. You shall not eat it, that all may go well with you and with your children after you, when you do what is right in the sight of the Lord. But the holy things that are due from you and your vow offerings you shall take, and you shall go to the place that the Lord your God will choose, and offer your burnt offerings, the flesh and the blood, on the altar of the Lord your God. The blood of your sacrifices shall be poured out on the altar of the Lord your God, but the flesh you may eat. Be careful to obey all these words that I command you, that it may go well with you and with your children and with you forever, when you do what is good and right in the sight of the Lord your God. When the Lord your God cuts off before you the nations whom you go in to dispossess, and you dispossess them and dwell in their land, take care that you be not ensnared to follow them, after they have been destroyed before you, and that you do not inquire about their gods, saying, How did these nations serve their gods, that I also may do the same? You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way. For every abominable thing that the Lord hates, they have done for their gods. And they even burn their sons and their daughters in fire to their gods. Everything that I command you, you shall be careful to do. You shall not add to it or take away from it. If a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder that he tells you comes to pass, and if he says, Let us go after other gods which you have not yet known, and let us serve them, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or the dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice, and you shall serve him and hold fast to him. But the prophet or the dreamer of dreams shall be put to death, because he has taught rebellion against the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house of slavery, that you may leave the way in which the Lord your God commanded you to walk. So you shall purge the evil from your midst. If your brother, the son of your mother, or your son, or your daughter, or the wife you embrace, or your friend who is your own soul entices you secretly, saying, Let us go and serve other gods, which neither you nor your fathers have known, some of the gods of the peoples who are around you, whether near you or far off from you, from the one end of the earth to the other, you shall not yield to him or listen to him, nor shall your eye pity him, nor shall you spare him, nor shall you conceal him, but you shall kill him. Your hand shall be first against him to put him to death, and afterward the hand of all the people. You shall stone him to death with stones, 
because he sought to draw you away from the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And all Israel shall hear and fear and never again do any such wickedness as this is among you. If you hear in one of your cities, which the Lord your God is giving you to dwell there, that certain worthless fellows have gone out among you and have drawn away the inhabitants of their city, saying, Let us go and serve other gods which you have not known, then you shall inquire and make search and ask diligently. And behold, if it be true and certain that such an abomination has been done among you, you shall surely put the inhabitants of that city to the sword, devoting it to destruction, all who are in it and its cattle with the edge of the sword. You shall gather all its spoil into the midst of the open square and burn the city and all its spoil with fire as a whole burnt offering to the Lord your God. It shall be a heap forever. It shall not be built again. None of the devoted things shall stick to your hand that the Lord may turn from the fierceness of his anger and show you mercy and have compassion on you and multiply you as he swore to your fathers. If you obey the voice of the Lord your God, keeping all his commandments that I am commanding you today and doing what is right in the sight of the Lord your God. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.